What's up, Stokers of Stoke Nation? This is Chad Kroger coming in with the Going Deep and Chad and JT podcast with my compadre, Jean Tomas. What's up, dude? What up, dude? Boom clap, Stokers. Boom clap. The boom, the clap, the jabwow, the black tea, the espresso machine. That was a wrap. Uh, this is episode 39. Nine. Nice. It's incredible. The numbers are so high, I came and comprehend i know it's like that number pi you're like three one four and it just keeps going yeah you're like i'll just stop there march 14th at my old uh, elementary school we used to have pie that day oh you'd have actual pie yeah we used to have like a, a pie off they're like how many numbers can you name i'm like i'm just gonna not participate right hey that's a way to win the game yeah i was like why why would i just volunteer to embarrass myself how about i not play they're like they're like chad what's your uh how many numbers you memorize? I'm like three point one four. They're like that's it. I'm like yeah. I, I feel like you'd be good at that. Like you'd be good at maybe if it was in a but, subject that you were more passionate about. Yeah, that that's sort of how I worked. Uh, if it was like you know, and what was I passionate about? Philosophy. So if it was on like the teachings of Plato, I'd be stoked on it. Well, that's that's pretty parallel to mathematics to be into philosophy. Nothing, no shame in that. I thought you were yeah. going to say like ass. <laughs> well, that <laughs> or like <laughs> or beef. Of course, but I'm trying to be more mature these days. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, we well, uh, do love philosophy, so that it checks out. And I do love yeah. ass. So yeah. you know me better than I know myself. The philosophy of ass. I think you're just saying what I wanted to say. Yeah, well, it's easier from here. If I was talking about myself, I would have said like uh, you know. Structures of government or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, Chad, what did you memorize? Carmen Electra's stats? Yeah. She's about 5'2", 110. I met her one time. You did? I was at LAX dropping my friend off at the airport, and this was um, at a time where you could, like, uh, where you could walk through security even if you didn't have a flight. You know? Yeah. It was a bygone era. Yeah. Because of this thing called 9-11. Yeah. And then um, I was uh, in the airport with my buddy Greg and my brother, and uh, we went into the bathroom, and Dave Navarro was peeing right next to us, and we just literally like stood next to him while he peed. And then afterwards, we're like, "Hey, you're Dave Navarro." He was like, "I am." And we were like, "That's awesome." And then we followed him outside. He's like, "Hey, you might want to meet my girlfriend too." And she was like, um, it, "You know, it wasn't like Carmen Electra from Baywatch. Like she, you know, I mean, she looked beautiful, but she had sunglasses Shades on. on, yeah, and like sweats and stuff. She was low key." And then um, we were like, "Who's your girlfriend?" He's like, "Carmen Electra." And then we were all just like, "Yes." Yes. And she was probably like, thanks, Dave, for like foisting these horny boys on us. And we were like, what's up? What'd you say to her? Did you talk to her? We were just like, it's, we were pretty polite, actually. We were like, it's yeah. so nice to meet you, Carmen. Like, you're, you're great. You're yeah, so yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we just walked away and we're all like, yes. And I, I think, love I think, your episode of Cribs. Yeah, I had bleached hair at the time, too. So. Did you? Yeah. Oh, she was like, damn, that dude's down with coral. Yeah. Do I remember those days? I was too scared to look that badass. We we told one of my friends he wasn't allowed to do it. Like four of us bleached our hair one summer, and then he was yeah. like, "I'm gonna bleach my hair too." And we were all like, we decided as a group, we're like, "You're not a bleach your hair guy." He and didn't he was do like, it. "No," and he didn't do it. Was was Dave midstream while you were just waiting there for him? I think he was. Just his peace out. Yeah, and I, from what I've heard, he's a tremendous lover. Oh yeah. How 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 true do you think it is? With a lot of those guys, are like, "Oh, dude, that guy fucks like a fucking." horse or whatever right probably not the right comparison but um 
scary. Yeah, I mean that. So killed Catherine the Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that one dude in that one video. Yeah, I never, I could never get into that stuff. Uh, <laughs> like the Kazaa era of like bizarre oh, yeah, yeah, fucking. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, check this video. I'm like, nah. Yeah, me too. I had a weird friend who like spent the night in my house one time. I went to sleep first. Yeah. And then at like four in the morning, I woke up and like him and another guy were like huddled around the computer. They're like, watch all this weird shit I downloaded. Yeah. I, like, I can't. It, it wasn't for me. And we're yeah. not, we, we, that was, I think, one of the last times I invited him over. Um, do, do you think for like guys like Dave Navarro, like, do you think they actually like, are like beast in the sack or do you think it's something that, that like stories that get pushed out yeah it's, it's by their interesting. team i think it's a combination i mean they do probably get a lot of practice in i think they get a lot of practice in repetition is the mother of skill yes i just read a book about like rolling stone magazine and uh and mick jagger from the rolling stones was apparently like a great lover but a lot of people a couple of people in the book said he had a really small dong oh yeah but he was a good lover that's yeah. what they say so that kind of like i did think for a lot of times like it's so much pressure if you're like a big star yeah like, you must feel like people are going to find out about it so it's like you're not just having sex with a person you're having sex with like an entire audience yeah you know what i mean and they're going to judge you on this because a lot of your brand is being good at sex so if you're not good at sex yeah no one's going to take you seriously anymore and so I feel like that pressure would be crippling, but I do think I do think, on average, I would say rock stars are better lovers than yeah. people at most other jobs. Well, do you think like do you think they ever get you know because it's their brand they'll they'll be so sexual on stage like Steven Tyler will be like fondling a mic stand or something. Do you think they ever get tired and they're like, you know, they're like I, I can't keep up with this sexuality. I just sort of want to just like chill. You know, yeah, just watch Real Housewives. I hope so. Yeah. I do think what happens more than they don't have sex is they just have different kinds of sex. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're yeah. going to have sex, but they're going to mix it up. You yeah. Know? Like they're like, oh, you know, I'm actually going to be into like dudes for this next couple of months. Yeah. And then after a while, they're like, I'm kind of tired of dudes. I think I'm going to go back to girls. Yeah. You know? Like some hot shit comes up. Like, hey, you want to go back to your place? I'm into dudes right now. Yeah. Hit sorry. me up in three months. I'm in my dude phase. Oh, uh, it's, it's actually, it's October. I'm in my dude phase. Wait for the crescent moon. Wait for the winter solstice. Yeah. And then I'll be over dong. Yeah, exactly. Check with my manager. He's got my schedule down for yeah. my sexual turns. What are his preferences? Uh it looks like dong right now and uh, gimp mask. I did. I, I don't want to out the... Uh, I, t I talked to a sex addict brother. Maybe I'm not allowed to say this, but I'll, I'll keep the names and optics of it protected. But I talked to a sex addict brother who tours as a musician and he toured with like a pretty big pop star and i was like is he faithful to his wife and he's like depends on the tour and i was like that makes me sad because some of his best songs are about her <laughs> and then i drove home and i was like nothing's real depends on the tour yeah i mean if we're in san diego no that shot. guy's going to town no shot gaslight district lamp we're going to like you're going to like Iowa, babe. You want to come? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're doing our Midwest tour. No, no disrespect I, to our Midwestern fans. I'm no, sure yeah. you, you guys get some. Love you guys. You guys got options. <laughs> I mean, that, that's been true for some NBA players. I was talking about it yesterday. Like J.R. Smith, there's like a discernible drop in his productivity when he's in like cities where there's partying. Yeah, yeah. Or like on the weekend, his like numbers drop, and then on the weekdays, his numbers are better. Do you think he's aware of that? Uh, I don't know. I think, yeah, because it's been like 15 years that he's been yeah. in the league. So 
but I don't, he probably wasn't aware of it for the first eight or so. Yeah. Yeah. I always wonder about that, you know, like, like your productivity, you, you try to monitor, monitor it, but like, it's, it's kind of hard subjectively. When yeah. When you're mine, you're mine, be like, oh, dude, you're fine. And you're like, but am I? Well, and then it's, it's probably easier with sports because there's like stats, empirical, yeah, measuring yeah. point, yeah, stats. But like in life, you know what I mean? If you, if, especially with what we're like trying activism. to do, activism and, um, yeah, it's like, am I being active enough? It's hard to gauge. Yeah. Yeah. Have like, I changed the world? Have I motivated enough dudes and other people? Right. I don't know. It's more of an internal barometer. Yeah. I wish we could get like a survey. Like, how motivational <laughs> was I today? How stoked was I this month? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, extra fuck. stoked? All right. <laughs> My numbers are low. Yeah. Shit. I'm not stoking people. Yeah. I like empiricism in that respect because then you know for sure. But I also hate looking at my bank account. Yeah, I, dude, I was. It's a. Uh, it comes down to like balance and what kind of person you are. Yeah, for sure. Like for me, it's like, um, just having you in my life. You know, I have a structured person in my life, <laughs> yeah. so it, like it makes it it provides structure. You know. If I go off the rails, you're fucked. It's fucked, 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 dude. Yeah. It's like when I party too hard Not... one night and you're like, dude, don't. Well, we should talk about that, too. Yeah, that was uh, one night you were partying too hard. But it was also I just haven't seen you party that hard in a while, you know? Yeah. But I party hard, too. But I, I feel bad like I was like like, uh, like harsh in your vibe, you know what I mean? I don't really remember it. I do remember a significant dip. There's one point where I was just like, JT, and you're like, I'm scared. And I'm like, fuck. And, but I was, I was kind of browned out, so I just like, I woke up, and I'm like, there was a significant dip in my stoke level last night. <laughs> I, think I, just, <laughs> I see an image of your face just like kind of scared. I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, well, I got there when we were at, um, I got there, and you were already at like... Um, Level 10. Yeah, I was like getting into the car and you just like drove past me doing like 160. And I was like, that looks pretty fast. <laughs> I was like, does anyone want to flag that car down? That guy's hauling ass. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> and like maybe like two weeks earlier, you were like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to drive anymore. <laughs> and then I saw yeah. you doing like 160 and I was like, oh, fuck. But yeah, yeah. I, it did feel a little hypocritical on my part because it's like, I mean, you've seen me in a, uh, that condition way more than vice versa. I haven't really though. Although you can't really tell with you. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, my brother would disagree with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's times when you told when you told me like when we were in Arizona, and I'm like, hey, you want to hit the gym? And you're like, actually, I stay up all night reading this book on Adderall. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, you haven't slept. You're like, no, I've been in the lobby. And I'm like, but like, but like. But the thing about it was, like, your mood was so cheerful. Right. You're just, like, had a smile on your face. Like, I feel great. And I'm just, like, I'm like is this, like, what? I guess it's not an issue. So yeah. it's not like you came back with, like, torn clothes and, like, all bloodied up, you know what I mean? So it's just, no, like. No, I read a book. Yeah, you, yeah, you read a book. So I'm, like, what the, f-? and you're, like, I have a problem. I'm, like, do you? I can't tell. Well, I didn't have a problem at that moment, but I saw the problem coming, and it caught up to me later. Yeah. When I went into a, you know. Because coming off all that Adderall, the only thing I could do to uh, kind of uh, make myself feel better was look at webcam porn. Yeah. And then I started off with that, just looking at it, and then I started spending money on it. And then pretty soon, like, I was in this vicious cycle of, like, just raging on Adderall, you know, and then the next day just spending it basically soothing myself with, like, pretty demoralizing pornography. Yeah. So it's, like, it took a while, but, 
you know, no one's impervious to that stuff. Yeah. You kind of, you kind of grow suspicious of people who don't go through a phase. That's interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or maybe just they aren't pushing it to the limit. Yeah. Maybe it's that too. Cause I, I had friends who were like, dude, you're just doing this to like have a story to tell. Yeah. Like they thought I was doing it as like a, I could, it, that makes sense. Yeah. But I don't, I wasn't conscious of that. Yeah. It could be a subconscious thing. Yeah. It felt like my, well, you do I lot, was just following my id. You do watch a lot of movies. I love movies. I'm very ad- attached to like dramatic narratives and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be like a subconscious desire to have your own dramatic narrative. And to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, because I think in my happiest state, it's when I'm a, uh, making progress in like some way motivating working out you know uh podcasting all that kind of stuff makes me feel good but then i always reach this point where i just wanted to do a full release you know what i mean absolutely so it's hard because there's those times when i'm just like yeah i'm not going to do that anymore and then like three weeks later i'm just like but i just want to like let loose get all that energy out i think that's natural Yeah. yeah No, that so, makes total sense. Yeah. And I think that's healthy. Yeah. It's it's unhealthy, the behavior, but in the macro sense, it's healthy. Because you need to burn off steam. You know yeah. what I mean? I You can't just be like all productivity. Yeah. But then if it's the next, then the next day, I'm just like, fuck, I want to get back to that state of progress. Yeah. So it's a big uh, yin and yang. Well, I mean, I felt, because I got drunk on Friday night and like I danced up a fucking storm and... Um, to the point where one of our friends had a Facebook status about what a fucking force of nature I am. On it the looked glorious. Room. I was stoked on it. He's like, I just got to say, JT, ripped it up. And I was like, yes. I was like, thank you for writing that, dude. Um, but then the next day, like, I had, like, a couple of engagements, professional and social, and I canceled all of them. So mm-hmm. I don't know how, you know. It's tough. Yeah. But you're you're uh, drinking coffee again. I'm drinking coffee again. I, I, you know, I was on tea for about a month. I'd say from July to like mid-August. Is that correct? Maybe like mid-July to like se- early September. And I started dipping into espressos again. Um, and uh, then I began large iced coffees at The Bean, my favorite local coffee shop. Um, that mom and pop shop. Dude, it's so quaint. And, uh, yeah, now I'm at, you know, what I had today, I had a large iced coffee and a double espresso. I got to tell you, it seemed the same. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, trying to monitor it. You know, because there's all this, like, you know, there's, like, oh, you got to diet this, you got to take this supplement, you got to, I'm just, like, I'm, like, it's too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, the quest is noble, but it's hard to find definitive answers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it's another one of those things where it's, like, what are your measuring sticks for how you're doing? Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. That, I'm like, how much is that really helping? Because I fucking love caffeine. Right. So, but then again, it's always more comfortable to go back to your default stoke level. But I admire your like um, ambition to like operate optimally. Oh, thank you. you. Know? That's thank fucking you. badass. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an ongoing desire. But the id, we're talking about the id, you know, like you need to party once in a while. Like, yeah. like all that productivity is like the superego. I mean, I hope I'm understanding this stuff correctly. And then the id like needs 
to be fed once in a while. Like I've got yeah. a monstrous id. Yeah. Like my id is a hungry fucker. And yeah. like, I, it's hard for me to put uh, limits on myself. Cause yeah. I'm just like, no, I can do more. I can do more. I can do more. Yeah. And then I can't, you know, nobody can. Yeah. But the id does need to be fed. And if you're just feeding it with coffee, I think that's like pretty clean fuel. Yeah. But dude, yeah. I mean, well, I, I, I'll use, I use caffeine as like a, if something cool happens, like if we got, like when we got on bar stool or something, I was like, I'm going to get a fucking quadruple espresso and drive. Yeah. And listen to Third Eye Blind. You know what I mean? Listen to Foo Fighters. And it was awesome. <laughs> That's killer. I was having so much fun. You know, it's a hybrid. I couldn't fucking haul. Thanks, Dad. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude, I should have loaded up on caffeine. Thank you, Mr. Uh, Kroger. Thank you. Doc- Thank you, Dr. Kroger. Dr. Kroger. <laughs> the Krogs. Uh, so I don't know, man. It's tough to gauge. But then am I not being dangerous enough? Because I've always wanted to be like, you know, I've always wanted to have the effect that Ryan Gosling had in Place Beyond the Pines when Ava Mendes saw him standing next to his dirt bike with his bleached dome. Yeah, no, but, I understand that too. I've always wanted to be yeah that like, um, like it was a mantle I definitely wanted, like that I was like the craziest of my friends. Like he'll do anything. Yeah. yeah in like, high school, I totally had that. I, I, when I get together, like with the high school crew, I still, at the fantasy football draft in Park City, there was like a ATV, not the kind that you sit in, but like the kind that's got like the canopy on it. It's like more like a small car. And uh, there was like a jump and I was like, the guys aren't hitting it hard enough. And so I just jumped in and fucking <laughs> like hit it pretty good. Yeah. And then I was, you know, then I almost crashed and stuff. And afterwards I was like, why did I do that? It's like, well, you're always going to probably do that. Wait, this yeah. isn't a car? It, was, it wasn't a car. It was like um, oh, the ATV? one of those like Polaris things, you know? Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> hit, that would be so funny. Yeah, and I was just watching all the dudes hit it. And like there was all that testosterone. I was like, now I'm about to fucking throw down. Dude, yeah. I, I, and all you boys who are listening who were there you're welcome Dad, whenever i uh whenever i go skiing i feel it with with my dogs i feel that when we're all hitting big kickers yeah i remember one time there's this huge kicker we were in a squaw and uh my boy chowder he's like fuck it i'll go first he hits it does like a spread eagle and you can't see the landing so it just disappears behind the hill like we're just like chowder <laughs> so we're like i guess i'll go and so it was sort of like you would hit this giant kicker like and you'd be like i hope all my dogs aren't just like strewn about on the landing right i might fuck someone up it's like collective like insanity yeah. but it feels like totally right in the moment yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like lord of the flies stuff where yeah, you just, yeah, like, yeah adjust to this new reality and yeah. it's totally built on just like competition yeah yeah can't back out we were also on, yeah that was a that was an epic weekend we were hop it was like 20 of us in college yeah in a cabin in tahoe raging and then skiing i, I was blacked out skiing and i saw my buddy ryan and i just hit this cat track blacked out hit this cat track and I just go flying and like just lost all control and I was just like sliding down the hill blacked out and it was a yard sale so that's what's, what, that. what's a yard sale it's where all your skis and poles and like shit gets strewn about because you beef it so oh, hard. that's a great word for it yeah phrase yeah. yeah yeah that's awesome so he's like it's like Chad how you doing I'm like good dude later just hit this cat track and just boom who would you say has better lingo, skiers or surfers? 
skiers. Yeah, it's tough, right? Because, you know, we're more partial to the beach, but... Yeah. Well, I I feel like some surfers push it a little too hard. Yeah. Where you're like, this is too artificial. Yeah. You're like... You're like, did... Yeah. Like, just the different, like, uh, variations on bro. You know, yeah. there's like, bro, bra, broski, brochacho. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like, it's like, it's like, I surf, so... I have to use these terms it's all killer, the time. Dude. Killer, dude. Killer, dude. Oh, it's killer, bro. Yeah. Where you're just like, how do you... I used to go to surf camp for a week. Yeah. I came back like I was straight out of rocket power, dude. I would, like, go to surf camp and be like, bye, mom and dad. I come back and be like, what up, dude? What up, dad? Oh, yeah, I was super sick, dude. I was just charging on this wave and I was just shredding, dad. And then I fucking spun out, dude, and went back on the beach and just had some dank fucking seven-layer dip, dude. My dad was like, oh, yeah, good for you. <laughs> All right. My parents were pretty, like, chill about, like, not um, – like, they'd make fun of me, but they would, like, wouldn't judge my faces too much. Oh, I do want to bring this up about my parents. But uh, when I was in Houston, I went on a couple dates, and, like, the fifth degree – and like level of judgment I got from my parents after the dates, like if I didn't close hook up, yeah, or if like a girl, like one girl canceled on me, and my parents were like, why'd she cancel on you? I'm like, she said she was busy with work. My dad was like, oh, yeah. My mom was like, story of your life. I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> and then my brother finally was like, can you guys leave them alone? Like it's not a big deal. You've brought it up like five times. People cancel. Yeah. My parents were like, oblivious. Yeah. <laughs> And then after one day, I came back the next day, and I was like, how's your date? I was like, oh, it's pretty good. And, you know, I was like, she was super, like, mellow, though, and she doesn't drink. So, you know, nothing too crazy happened. And um, then my uncle walked up, and my dad just turns and goes, JT had a shitty date last night. I was like. Your dad's, like, mid-surgery. Pussy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He goes back to sleep. He was super nice. He's like, no, go on dates, go on dates, go on dates. But then, like, if it, like, uh, is, yeah, it was a high bar to clear for them to think it was cool. Yeah. But I guess they're just cool people. Is that constant throughout your life, or is this a new kind of thing? Dude, definitely. Yeah. Definitely constant. Yeah. Because you forget. You're like, you're like, you're like, no, this, dating's not a big deal. Yeah. And then your parents like say a couple comments like that, and you're like, oh, this is why I have like some like psychology yeah. about all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. God bless them though. Like they were like the fucking chillest people ever. But like, uh, it, it's just like, you know, and if I, if I. I don't think it affected my brother as much either. So yeah. it's it's specific to me for sure. Yeah. But you're the oldest. Yeah, that's probably part of it. Yeah. Yeah, because being the fifth one, I think they're so, it's so tough to like, to gauge everyone. My dad, I was like 14. My dad's like, yeah, Chad's getting laid. And I'm like, I'm not, but thank you, dad. <laughs> my parents yeah. used to say the same thing. Yeah. I lied. I told him I was yeah. having sex when I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Because they would bring it up in front of, like, 10 people. We'd be at dinner with, like, 10 people. And, oh, like, it's the worst. My dad would be like, so, uh, JT, are you still a virgin? There's, like, 10 of my dad's friends that he grew up with at the table. I'm like, no. They're like, who'd you have sex with? I'm like, she's fr from uh, Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when I visited there for three days six years ago? Yeah, I had sex. Dude, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. All these older dudes are like, it's good. Yeah, all these dads and moms, dude. All these dads and moms are like, good for you. I was like, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, let's move on. Yeah, did you guys, uh, what did you guys think about that NBA playoff game, huh? Yeah, the Bucks. And they were like, tell us more about the sex you had. I'm like, no, no, a gentleman never tells. She's from Iceland. Yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, she's from uh, Costa Rica. Yeah, she's a sweet girl. I was like, I like makeup stories. I'm like, yeah, we fought a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah we, we'd fight about uh, TV shows. She liked Friends. I like Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah, we fought a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I didn't want to paint too rosy with pictures so that it seemed, you know, yeah. it didn't seem believable. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Kyrie Irving apologizing for saying the earth is flat? We had a similar um, kind of uh, controversial stance here. I mean, we said the same thing. We said the earth is flat, and we, a lot of stokers were not happy with our non-scientific uh, perspective. Yeah, uh, it just makes you reflect on the things you say. Um, you know... We're just, we're all on this big flat blue disc together. No, not flat. What? It's, the issue that people had is that we said it was flat. And they're pretty convinced it's, um. It's not. Yeah, that it's globular. All right, guys, we've got our first live call in. Let's get into it. Is there a way to turn this up so that it's more wired? Because we're just getting the uh, phone volume right now. Zach, what up, dude? What up, Zach? We're doing well. Can you stand by for like five seconds while we uh, work through a technical issue? Of course. Thank you. Thank you, legend. Is the the dongle not? Maybe that case is Let's, blocking it. What uh, about now, dude? Oh uh, yeah. Oh, I'm here. He's coming in. There it is. What up? What up, you, Zach? You sounding good right now? Yeah, you it, sound good, dude. Up, guys? You sound like a beast. What up? Oh, dude, that means a lot, man. Hell yeah. Vice uh, we're just uh, watching some Monday Night Football. The boys are in a. Uh, in the living room right now. That's right. Here we are. <laughs> what up, boys? Nice. What up, boys? Hey, hey, guys. We are the biggest fans. I'm not going to lie. Listening since episode one. Oh, my gosh. Come oh, on, dude. Thank you, you're dude. You're making us blush, dude. Appreciate that, dog. Oh, dude. You're making me blush. We're all blushing, dude. Oh, my God. What oh, up, dude? Anyway, Major appreciate. All right. So, uh, what's... Uh, you, want, you want me to go right? Yeah, what's the question, dog? What's up? So what is what's your guys' like your go to not even pickup line but just your your conversation starter if you're just gonna go up to a girl in public your intro yeah what up dude I've got a pretty strong one I walk up oh I make like pretty solid eye contact and then with all the charisma I can muster I just say oh. hi I'm JT damn how often does that work. Oh, dude, not very often, dude. <laughs> it only takes one. It only takes one, you know? Yeah, and I, I try to make it more about, like, it's like, I just want the opportunity to fail. Mm-hmm. That's wisdom. I'd say I, I keep it a little more simple. I just come in with a straight-up what up and see how she responds. What up? Yeah, I think anything more dressed up than that is going to come across as rehearsed. So just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, just more be in the mindset of uh, moving and reacting. Yeah, 
simple cat like that though, it's just it sounds beautiful. It is. You it's, like, it's an art. Beauty and simplicity. Dude, yeah, I would say kiss. Keep it simple, Stoker. All night. Oh, Stoker. Oh, damn. (laughs) Like the band. Yeah, dude. Dude, all right, dudes, we got to jump to our next call. Thank you so much. Good talking to you, Stokers. Good luck out there. Later, dudes. This one. That one's me. Hey, what up, dude? What up? Right. Oh, there we go. What? What up? What's up, dude? What's your name, bro? I'm Sam. I'm super stoked that you guys picked up. Oh, oh man. Hell yeah, dude. Dude, we're equally stoked you called, my dog. Thank you for calling in, player. All right. I, I, I wrote my, my question down, so I'm just going to read off so you don't mind. Hell yeah. That's what's up, dude. All right. So I have an issue with my squad right now that I need some consultation on. My squad's pretty tight. There's like eight of us. Recently, a couple of schmoles have been trying to invade. They're twins. One of them is way worse than the other. And they started shelling us. Um, one of them even asked one of my bros to throw them a birthday party, but at my bro's house, which is pretty lame. Yeah, it's like, a if huge you want our party, just go to the party yourself. Yeah. And uh, so they're really killing our vibes, and they're making our they're draining our stow tanks, mm-hmm. kind of like to the level they were when Paul died, which is rough. Damn. Yeah. So uh, me and my boys are wondering how do we resolve this ish and get them to leave our squad. Also, fuck Puzio. Man, it's tough. It's tough because it's tough to just come out right out and say, like, we don't want to kick it anymore. It's sort of like in the last couple episodes, we talk, had this issue, and it's like you kind of just want to let things fizzle out as they may. But then again, he did also ask to have a rage at your bro's house, so you know he's got bad etiquette. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's two dings against you, and you, yeah. you could make that clear that that's a major ding. Yeah, dude, I think the thing is, is like, and, and this might be a, uh, you know, Pollyannish perspective on it, but um, the bros that we tried to, like, push away stayed, and they wanted in so bad that at some point they just improved. So I think um, you don't really have to do much. I mean, you guys can arrange your own things without their involvement, and then sometimes just because of the way, you know, social circles move, there's going to be space for them to get in and you kind of just got to let them and, you know, wink at each other about whatever the annoying shit is that they're doing. But I would, uh, you know, be hopeful that down the road, they might actually turn a corner and be some pretty chill dudes. I don't know, man. They got a long way to go before they're chill dudes. Maybe you just gotta like, maybe you gotta make it clear. What is your feelings? What is unchill about them? Yeah. Lay it out. It's just like they just don't they don't really have a sense of humor. They just they butt into conversation. They invite themselves to stuff. How how'd they get it's involved? Like, how'd they get involved with your squad? They just sat at our lunch table one day. Oh, fuck. started talking to us. Oh, boner jam. Um, I don't know. We've had this issue before. Never like with like schmoles this bad but usually they just fizzle out but it's our senior year so i kind of want to make it as good as possible so i want to get like i want to optimize for sure bros for sure have you sent any strong signals so far um one time one of my friends accidentally talked shit about one of the twins when the other one was there but there was no reaction 
Oh, so wow. the only thing that would actually happen. There was these no guys, reaction. These guys are resilient. Yeah, these guys have a strong yeah. impulse to survive. Uh, dude, what I would do is is um, look. Like I said, there's going to be some parties where they're just going to be there, and you're going to be there, and you guys aren't at the levers of control, and you just got to coexist peacefully. But um, maybe just plan stuff with your core crew, and you be the dude who's like. Are you the planner of the group? We share the responsibility. It's beautiful, man. Among a few people. That's awesome. Well, get that cabal together and plan some trips, some parties. And, um, I mean, if you're the one organizing, it's really up to you who's there. So you just don't invite them. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't, you don't owe them anything. So, you know, I would just keep sending those signals, you know, do your own thing and uh yeah they'll show up at some parties but you don't owe them anything so i i don't think they're you're i don't think you're obligated to give them the invite and eventually they'll the message should be strong enough that they'll back off but if they don't at some point i think you're just gonna have to love them i'm sorry dude life's a bitter pill like that sometimes is this going on the pod yeah, I think so, dude. I mean, you know, we might have to cut some for time, but I think this was a vital question, and it's definitely something that people are dealing with, and it's it's hard to know what to do. I mean, I'm still working through it, bro. You know, we got. You might get a few voicemails that are similar to this because all my boys are calling in with the same question. We'll take solace in one another, dude. Maybe write a song about your guys' senior year together. Oh, dude, or make a music That's video. A good idea. Yeah, nothing brings me more joy than making a music video. Yeah, so to balance out this negativity that you have to deal with, plan some really fun, positive stuff that's off the beaten path a little bit. Yeah, music and, videos. And exclude the schmoles. If they see you guys with a music video that they're not involved in, that is a strong message. If you guys do a group dance without them. I like where your head's at. This is good. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, practice your dance moves, you know, craft your song and... um. Make a video, and then I'd love to see it. For sure. All right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Later, dude. Good luck to you, man. Have a good one. Thanks. All right. Dude, my heart goes out to the schmoles. I used to have a... uh, I used to have a... uh, Policy. I just... that my, My life policy was I didn't want anyone to feel left out. I used to just let everybody come to my parties, even people I hated. It's just too sad. It's hard because it's cause you, you're going to be around them all the time, and then you have to, like, you don't want to just say, hey, I don't want to hang out, although maybe that is the right thing to do, but I don't know, man. That's tough. I just picture that fucking schmoll's face when he hears that. Yeah. Some of these schmoles are, like, so good at, like... They're, they're the resilience of, like, a armadillo. I respect it. All right, guys. Hello? What up, dude? Hey, it's Chad and JT. Yeah. yeah, what's up, buddy? What up? What's up? What's up, fellas? It's Johnny Mitch. Oh, hey, what up, dude? How you doing? Happy Happy Monday, fellas. My I dog. thought I'd call in uh, for a little advice, a little question for you. Hell yeah, yeah. Fire well, away. Well, I don't. I know. You know. I don't mean to get too topical, right? But you know, in light of everything that's going on with the uh, the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, do you think if he is in fact uh, doesn't get the nomination? Uh, would one of you guys consider running for a uh, Supreme court justice? I have to say no. 
I'm a. I've just uh, jacked off to too much weird stuff to be a Supreme Court justice. Right, right. Probably too many webcams. Probably a webcam girl would come forward, I think, at some point. Yeah. Not to out your business, you know? Yeah, no one wants a guy who fondled his b-hole. But right. Did, but did that, could sure. make, that could make you I a mean, very, very understanding judge. Yeah, I think, I think be, so, right? Yeah, I try to be compassionate, but I think Chad would be an excellent judge. Yeah, I'm just not big on uh But you prefer your process. outsider role. Yeah, yeah, it's just a lot of time spent inside. But it'd be cool to make up some laws and shit. I think it was the philosopher Mark Hughes who said, like, it's hard to initiate change when you're an actor within the system and that it's better to be, like, an agitator outside of it. Right, but if you're, you know, you're the highest highest law of the land, like, I'm sure you could organize, like, say, okay, Fridays were fucking we're reading law on the beach, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that's, that's mandatory. Like, who's going to tell you no? It's a tremendous uh, amount of power, dude. It's really tantalizing. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, yeah. what about you? Do you have any aspirations for sort of, um, you know, political significance? No, not as much. I, uh, I plan on, uh, my backup plan is to, uh, is to go back to pretty, pretty heavy narco trafficking. So although I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be a politician per se, I do want to have a few key uh, friends in politics uh, to get me out of a jam. Oh, for sure. Interesting. You well, know what I mean? I think that's almost better to have than to actually be the, the actor that's, in the political arena, you know? Yeah, because like, be like, someone could be like, the fuzz is coming. You'd be like, oh, yeah, it's my boy, Danny. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for the call. Hey, thanks for taking it, guys. It was a right. pleasure being on here. It was a real honor. Oh, thank you, dude. We'll talk to you soon. Nice talking okay. to you, dog. Okay, take it easy, guys. Later, Bye. brother. Bye-bye. Hello? Hey, what up, dude? This is Chad. Chad and JT, what up? What up? How we doing, bro? Chilling, dude. Chilling hard. How you feeling? Doing pretty good. Uh, calling all the way from Philadelphia. Big fan of you guys. Oh, what up? Thank you, dude. What up? Brotherly love, dude. Cheesesteak. Yeah. Um, and I'm a big proponent of bird scooters to Philadelphia. It hasn't happened yet, but I'm thinking it'll be soon. Dude, they're coming. They're wonderful vessels, dude. I look forward to you being on one. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's my question. Obviously, you know, I follow you both on Instagram. Chad, it looks like you and Caroline are getting pretty close. Um, Thank you. Is it true that on Labor Day you just met her by happenstance, just walking around, and featured her in your Instagram story, and now you guys are dating? That is true. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Dude, honestly, and it's crazy because honestly I started the day not stoked on Labor. I was like, I was like, celebrating work. Like, what's that? But, you know, those are the times when, like, the craziest things happen. When you start off and you're like, this you're like, this is going to do nothing for me, but I'm going to celebrate anyways because this is the holiday. I'm going to engage in some labor, and it's probably going to suck, but we'll see what happens. And then you meet a beautiful lady in the process. So I think that says a lot about trying new things and also about labor itself. You know? Yeah, work, work you're brings absolutely it, right. Work brings its rewards. So... 
And let me just let me just add another thing. I think it's the argument against dating applications. You went up to somebody in person, you introduce yourself. You don't need this Tinder crap. You know what I mean? That, you don't need Bumble. Hell yeah, you dude. You need a good personality and some labor. Yeah, dude, these dating apps, you know, there's so much back and forth. There's so many, you know, you message people, they don't, you know, then they message you and then they don't. There's so much, it's just so many debacles going on there. And it's just such a waste of time when all you got to do is just step out into the world and say, what up? Beautiful. You just got to step out into the world and say, what up? I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And dude, for a little bit of color on my dog's relish, I came out of a uh, (laughs) health food store today with a bundle of goodies. And uh, who do I see in a... in a car with a girl he likes, Chad. And dude, he didn't see me, but I saw him. And my dog had about the most pure smile on his face I've ever witnessed. I mean, my dude was in pure bliss, man. And um, it was a pleasure to see. And I think that attributes also to stepping out into the world. You know, you, you run into your dog. Yeah. Getting out there. Yeah, get that it's a beautiful uh, thing. Get that succubus of a phone out of your face. You know we're guilty of it. We've we've looked at our we were looking at our phones when we had Strider on the pod a couple weeks ago, and you know we, he deserved our full attention. But it was a you know it's a seductive piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for having me. Have a great night. You, you too, as well, man. dude. Thanks for listening. Later, brother. Bye. That was a cool dude. I like that guy. Yeah, he's very cool. Colin Stokers, dude. Hello? What up, dude? What up? Oh, dude, what's up, guys? How you doing, brother? Good, how are you guys doing? Doing Solid. well, man. Yo, my name's Colin. Colin Brown. I live out here in San Francisco, California, in the marina. You guys know the marina? Oh, hell yeah. I'm familiar, yeah. Yeah, we party. A lot of my dogs are in the marina. Nice, dog. Nice. What a wow is that? Wow to that, my brother. Jub wow, baby. Jub wow. What's up, dude? Yo, so here, here, this guy's. I got this hot little number down in Santa Fe, New Mexico. I met her. I knew my boys. You, you were out there. Well, to be honest, with my parents and my brother, we went out on the town. I got wasted. Met this little honey. Her name's Noelle. Now, this little dime, she's an artist out there. Now, this is one hot piece of ace. Here's a problem, boy. Mary. Now, I don't know what to do. You know, the heart wants what the heart wants. Am I right? Yeah. I hear you. But is it your heart or your heart on, dude? Yeah. You mistake your heart for your dong? That is a fantastic fucking question, my friend. You know, I don't know. Trying to figure that out. It's tough to deduce, my friend. It's a confusing set of feelings for sure. Yeah, what what should I do? And the other distance, I'm in San Francisco, fucking California. And she's all the way down in Santa Fe. But you know what? That's my home church. I'm from over there. What's uh, up? I have the text max all day. What what's your guys' level of communication? You know, usually around two AM she texts me and says, You up? I go, You know what's up and then I send her that dick pic. Yeah, she likes that. Send her the dick pic? Oh yeah. Oh dude. Or raging. 
a raging boner, Titan Master 3000, and all that. Damn, dude, I like your confidence and swag, I gotta say. Yeah, um, yeah, it's great. Dude, so, uh, do you, um, do, what's her marital situation? She's, have you, has she given you much color on what's going on with her and the hubby? Does she have kids or anything? So, she's got, like, two kids. Oh, actually, maybe four. I think it's four. So, you know what? She's, she's been around. If a hot dog is going down the hallway, it's going to go down that hallway. It's going to go down good. Um, did, a what do you, do you, so do you think you might like really like her? You think you just, you're just trying to, are you like just brass tacks? Are you trying to date her? Or are you just trying to sleep with her? Well, it started out with the bone and now I want to bring it home. How old are you? Me? Shit, dog. I'm 29 years young. I think I'd let this one go. Yeah, that Noel, man, that's all I can think about, morning, noon, and night, boning, home, and time, I don't know, it's hard, JT, hard as a rock, hard as a goddamn fucking rocket. Yeah, yeah, I'd say, I'd say, sit on your feelings a little bit, you know, don't make any rash decisions yet, um, you know, see, sit on my face, if I sit on my feelings. Have you guys already slept together? Not physically, but you know, cyberly, yes. We cyber a lot. You know, people say cybering's out these days. No, it's in, a, it's in. dude, it's it's powerful. The snap of the chats, more like the cyber sex all day with my goddamn phone in my hand. What's uh what how's how's everything going outside of the the dating life? You you happy otherwise? Well, you know, I've been drinking a lot. Lost my job. My parents don't talk to me. My car's fucking towed. Other than that, I love life is great. My dog. I would take care of a couple of those things you mentioned and then reassess with the lady. Because you got all that energy. Put that energy into, into those other things. All right. I'll reach out to Newell, see where things are going, try to figure it out, and then I'll you know, you know, figure out whether this, I'm really going to bone or go home. But your use of metaphors is stellar. I just Potent, gotta say. Dude. So yeah. I, I just keep thank on, you, keep on, you, Chad. keep on with that for sure. Hell All right, yeah. dude. Thank you for the call, Chad. JT, thank you, boys. Brighten my goddamn day. What up, dude? What up, dude? What up, dude? Is this Chad and JT? Yeah, it dog. is, dude. What up, dog? Holy fuck, boys. Oh, my God. It, like, came up as, like, like somewhere in the middle of California. And I was like, oh, dude, I'm just probably just going to pick up, you know, just to pick up, you know? But holy fuck. <laughs> what up, dude? Oh, dude, what up, man? I appreciate your enthusiasm, dog. Yeah. Honestly. Thank you for calling in. You know, I have, you know, just, you know, I'm, I'm from Ohio. You know, just in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But, but like, all right. So, the problem is, is I had I dated a girl for like eight months, and then we broke up, and then she still had feelings for me like a month later. And I was on spring break, and I had feelings with her up till spring break, but after, 
I like no feeling for whatsoever. But she wanted to get back together. So I was like, I was like, no, I'm not really going to go down that path again. You know, but then, so she started dating another guy after spring break. And I started missing her. Like, you know, and started, started getting those feelings, you know. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, she was like, you know, I, you know, I don't really like you anymore. But then I, I moved on to another girl, but now she's back in my life, you know. So, but like, what I had with her was special. But, you know, I don't know if I should, you know, continue to pursue, like, other happiness or, you know, go back to where I was originally happy. Is she still in a relationship? No, she broke up. Oh. Uh, what happened on a spring break? That Dude, I was like, so I'm like, I'm kind of like a shy guy, you know, and everything. Like, I'm not like too like going out and, you know, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like the dad of the group, you know, I'm always making sure everyone's, you know, in line, you know, no one's getting blacked out drunk, you know, I'm always taking care of the boys, you know, and everything like that. That's beautiful. But like, but like on spring break, I was like, I was like feeling myself. I met like so many different, I went down there with like, my family, but I met so many people from like Atlanta and like Alabama and like, I just felt like really like energized and I was just like super stoked on just meeting like all these like new people. And it just was like a great experience. I'm like, you know, just like feeling like myself again, you know, and everything like that. And I felt like, like I was kind of like the man, you know, finally for once, you know? So I know that feeling. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, it was kind of like, you know, it was kind of like a rejuvenating experience because, like, a week before, like, I didn't make the baseball team, like, for the second straight year, so I was feeling, like, super tough, bummed out man. and everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, because, but, you know, I, I felt, you know, like, alive, you know, and stuff like that, you know. And I, it, was, it was just a fun experience. Dude, upon first instinct, when hearing the story with the lady, um, it sounded to me like you had a moment of clarity and then this huge moment of growth, like you're getting out into the world and you're sort of realizing your true self. And then when she had a boyfriend, it might've been like a case of like, uh, you want what you can't have kind of thing. So it's like, now she has a boyfriend. Oh, I can't have her. Those feelings come back up, but I wouldn't, I would stay true to the feeling you had before because I think what's happening now is that you have this like inner desire to go back to your default when mm-hmm. on like spring break you're just getting pulled into the direction of like upward growth so i would follow that as much as you can all right this is this is like in, like this is just like listening to podcasts live like i listen to you guys every day before school and it just like my dad like my dad like knows your guys's names too like i've like told him the pod i've had all my friends listen to about it but this is like it's just so cool to finally be talking to you guys and you know, just helping me with like life experiences and everything like that. Thank you. Dude. That means a lot, man. Thank you, dude. Uh, I think uh, Chad's right too, man. I think uh, when you were on spring break, it doesn't sound like it was frivolous. It sounds like you're really tapping into like oodles of potential that you got. So I think, dude, you need to you need to follow that. Like, don't go back to like what makes you comfortable. Chase what's uncomfortable. And what could really excite you because you're young and you've got a chance to define new heights for what your life can be. And, you know, go, go for the heights. You know what I mean? Don't, 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 don't be afraid that this is the best you can do. I mean, she might be a great girl. I don't know her, 
but but you're but this is more this has more to do with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. About who yeah. you could I become, mean, about what you could really discover about yourself. Like you might not be this shy guy for long. I mean, you could be, and that's a beautiful thing. But there's you know there's there's different sides of you. So let's find out what all those sides are before we decide who we're going to be with. Yeah. Don't be afraid to make yourself uncomfortable. Dive into that. Exactly. Take some cold showers. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. starting to practice that. I'm taking no them, carbs. dude. I love it, dude. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Oh, we all no, fail, sure. brother. Yeah. We all fail, dude. No one, no one does this stuff perfect. It's the journey, my dog. The journey. All right. I just want to say thank you guys so much for you know this kind of like this. I mean, this is some. This could be some life changing you know lessons here, some advice, you know, some. I mean, I, you guys are basically my role models in my everyday life, you know. And I mean, being able to talk to you guys like. You know, over the phone. You know, I'm not not face to face, but it feels like you know. I just you guys are just like I just look up to you guys, and you know, you guys just mean the world to me. Thank, Thank you, man. That Appreciate means a lot, that. Man. Yeah, and we'll try to do right by you too, dude. And uh, keep calling back. All right, thanks. I'll see you guys. All right, later, man. Stay stoked. You too. All right, now we got a couple voicemails from people who uh, just left them before we could go live. Oh, hold on. Let me... Uh... Called. Turns out I have way more questions than I thought I did. Um, I'm a little curious as to, like, how to balance the, the stoke from, like, the chill vibes, mainly, because sometimes I find myself being way too stoked in moments that need... You know, a little less stoked. Like, I feel like at, like, mom's funeral, not mom's funeral, my mom's alive, but, like, in funerals and stuff, I feel like the stoke shouldn't be so high, you know? Like, I feel like I need to find a better balance with that. Nothing wrong with being stoked at a funeral. That's what I think. You're celebrating the the beauty of life. There's not, Life is meant to be joyous. So if you're stoked at a funeral... You're cheering people up at the funeral. And you're stoked on all sides of life, dude. Yeah. Because you're stoked on life, but you're also stoked on death. Yeah. And they're conjoined. You know what I mean? And you being stoked in that moment shows that you understand that. Yeah. And it's like, I wouldn't deplete your stoke because you think that an occasion calls for you to lower it. Go with what your true feelings are. And, you know, be be stoked within the... uh the expectations of a funeral though you can be happy and you can hug deeply and you can you know pump your fists in celebration of the departed but don't uh don't get like you know don't pull dong like if someone if someone's like dude why are you smiling so much why are you so stoked and you're like i just love life and then they'll probably be like wow i love life too and we should celebrate the life of right who just departed what if the dalai lama got all somber because he's like, well, the occasion calls for that. And you're like, but you're the Dalai Lama. Yeah, the Dalai Lama's like all bummed out in public. He's like, yeah. I'm kind of not feeling it today. You're like, well, yeah. your job kind of calls for you to be feeling it, dude. Aren't you in cosmic consciousness right now, dude? Boom. Hey, bros. My name's Rich. I'm 42 oh, yeah. years old, married, two kids, have a receding hairline. And six months ago, I just got a vasectomy. My stoke level was pretty low. Last night, I went over to see my friend Clay and Jenna. They're married, and they own a yoga studio in town. They're pretty chill. 
I got on my bird scooter and realized that my battery was half dead. Then I thought of you guys and said, wait a second, this battery isn't half dead. This battery is half full. It totally changed my mood. My stoke level skyrocketed to, to sites it hasn't seen before in months, really since the vasectomy. So I just want to thank you guys for fighting the good fight, for helping me see the world through a different lens that I otherwise normally wouldn't have seen prior to following you guys on Instagram. So keep up the great work, and thanks so much for what you've done for my stoke level. I no longer look at the vasectomy as a defining moment in my life. Thanks again. Jabwow. That was awesome. I just think you're a fucking beast, dude. He sounds like a legend. Yeah, you're a fucking legend, dude. Your kids are lucky, dude. If you're ever in town, let's scoot, dude. And dude, always remember, dude, vasectomies can be reversed, my dog. That's true. I think my my dad's had his vasectomy. He's had like six. Whoa. Yeah, he's just like, because he, he just has seven kids. For the sport of it. He's like, I'm done. No, I'm not. No, I'm done. No, I'm not. No, I'm done. Uh, uh, no, I'm not. Dude, the only constant is change, my dog. Yeah. All right, guys, that does it for our questions today. Thank you so much for all you guys who called in and for all you guys who left voicemails. We'll try to get through all of them. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate it, Stokers. Thank you, dudes. Chad, who is your babe of the week? My babe of the week is Wendy from Wendy's, the image you see. What up, Wendy? Wendy, you are just a pure symbol of childhood happiness for me. Whenever I saw you, all I could think about were delicious fries and Frosties and probably my favorite nuggets on the fast food market. Wendy... I look at your cartoon photo whenever I feel down. Whenever I want to be reminded of times with my brothers, sisters, and moms when we would just eat those delicious treats together and just get so amped. And um, she's just a babe, dude. Queen of the Frosty. I love Frosties. You know what? I think fast food really shaped my personality as a kid. And I think it brought so much joy to my life. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I, I do discuss healthy eating these days but i love treats when i see it one day i say jub wow because i love enjoying treats with my family and my dogs and ladies and uh that's what that symbol does for me so guys you know go out and get a frosty create some memories dip some fries in the frosty if you're feeling randy i know i do that salty delicious goodness oh fuck I might hit up Joe because I know Joe's a regular at Wendy's, so I might I might hit up Joe and get Wendy's right now, and just be. I just I love it so much. I just do you do you do you have anything? Of course. Oh, dude. I mean, dude, I used to. I mean, this was at Jack in the Box, but I used to dunk my sourdough Jack into Oreo cookies and cream milkshake. Oh fuck, so dude! I gotta try and that milkshake. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, Wendy. That's why you're my babe of the week. What is, who's your babe? My babe of the week is Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Sick. Center for the Milwaukee Bucks, the Los Angeles Lakers, UCLA under John Wooden. Um, you know, obviously, I think he's the leading scorer in NBA history. The most difficult shot to defend in NBA history, the skyhook. You know, he was a great player for two decades. Incredible longevity. On top of that, he was hilarious in the movie Airplane. He was difficult for Bruce Lee to fight in the film Game of Death. I mean, this is a man with a varied career. He writes for Time Magazine occasionally. His articles are succinct. 
perceptive and compassionate. The guy's got a brain, dude. I watched him in the documentary, The Blacklist, and um, he talked about growing up in New York and like his obsession with uh, Civil War relics that he would fall, find around his house. Everybody else in the documentary was talking about topical stuff and talking about it well, but Kareem went just totally onto his own tangent because his brain is just... Uh, it's a curious one and it doesn't operate like a lot of people's and you know and then he's got the physique to go with it you know 72 260 long arms really well designed for basketball I heard he was an unbelievable volleyball player could probably could have been the best of all time and he played a lot after he retired because once again the dude's a renaissance man and I just heard that he's writing on the reboot of Veronica Mars what can't Kareem do he's writing on the reboot what that's what some of my buddies told me yeah he's writing on wow. the reboot of Veronica Mars and they were like, oh, he's probably just a consultant. I'm like, dude, I'll tell you this. I think Kareem's in there every day. I think he's first one in the office. And uh, just a little anecdote about Kareem. Uh, I had one run in with them. I uh, dragged Strider all the way up to L.A. to see an independent film called Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I did this to Strider a couple weekends in a row, and then he started to refuse to see movies with me because I would fall asleep during them. And um, he would be stuck watching a really boring movie. The worst of this was a Coriolanus, a Ray Fiennes-directed Shakespeare movie. Um, that was like hella boring, dude. And, uh, when I woke up, Strider just put the, he put three fingers in my face because it was three weekends in a row. I had ruined his weekend by dragging him to a boring movie that I fell asleep during. He just looked at me and he went three. But during Tinker's Taylor Soldier Spy, I was asleep, but Strider said in the middle of Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, he turned back in the theater to see what was going on. And he said, everybody was either asleep or looking at their phones, except for one person, dude. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is staring focused at the screen, taking in the art film, dude. With elite, Hall of Fame-level focus, dude. Kareem, I respect the hell out of your concentration and your ability to stay, you know, in the moment with a boring film, dude. That's very impressive. And, uh, yeah, man, congrats on a well-lived life. You are my babe of the week. Dude, I had no idea he's such a multi-talent. I mean, I've been doing it from Airplane, but... God damn. Dude, he does it all, dude. Yeah. No limitations on that guy. All right, dude, who is your legend of the week? Okay, so this was originally going to be my beef of the week. My legend of the week is a guy doing a wheelie on a mountain bike on the road last Friday. So it was like Friday, kind of, it was like 7 p.m. You know, I was kind of in a rush. I had, I had a place to be, um, you know... I was actually going to meet you guys. And so, you know, I was a little bit antsy. I was like, I need to get there ASAP. As I do on the road. You know, I'm just like, I just want to fucking get there. And I see this guy in front of me. Cyclists, they can be annoying on the road. This guy was on the mountain bike. You know, he's taking his time. He's enjoying himself. He does a, he pops a big wheelie. He's pedaling, kind of dancing while pedaling. Wearing cargo shorts. And my immediate thought was like, this guy's a fucking Barno. I wish I could just love tap him and, you know, get him out of the way, so. And his life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I thought for about 30 seconds. And then I was like, then I, I like, took a look at myself. I did, like, a 180. I'm like, why are you going to hate on this man for enjoying his bike ride? You want him to be stiff on there, just, like, pedaling all fast and stuff? Or do you want, like, would you rather him be enjoying the road and his bike as much as he can you know so that's why he was my legend of the week because that guy was enjoying every moment of his transportation sesh i was in my car bumming i was like there's traffic i'm in a car this sucks 
But then I was like, why do I have to hit? Why can't I just be like, whoa, I'm in a car. I'm on the road. I'm in California. This is sweet. This guy took it to a whole new level. He's like, I'm on a bike. I'm doing wheelies. I'm having the time of my life just going to wherever I'm going. And I just really respected his ability to just enjoy the moment, enjoy what he was doing in that present moment, you know, and just rock those cargo shorts like nobody's business and just like own it. And I was like, this guy's a fucking legend. So yeah, dude on mountain bike, you're my legend of the week, dude. Keep doing those wheelies. Keep riding that bike. You know what? I have a strong inkling that I'm going to go out this weekend and buy myself a Huffy because of you. Because that guy was in touch with the road. And I'm going to get some cargo shorts. Nice, dude. Way to level up, dog. Thanks. Who's your legend? My legend of the week is this guy who makes YouTube videos about movies. A lot of the movies I like called Like Stories of Old. I've probably referenced him on the podcast before. He has a very specific, like, I think Scandinavian accent. And he's probably a professor. And he does the best breakdowns on movies like where he really gets to like the philosophical core of what makes them compelling my favorite ones about the movie the gray where liam neeson's fighting against wolves and he says it's all about victor frankl's like man's search for meaning like uh finding uh like your it's called heroic suffering like that life can take everything from you except how you choose to face what it throws at you and i just think that's like the ultimate philosophy and he just has this really great voice like he was talking about spider-man 3 he's like all he's like Several people said Spider-Man 3 suffered from an overabundance of villains and a campiness that had since become antiquated since the Dark Knight. But in it, I found a beautiful distillation of grandiosity. And you're like, whoa, dude, Spider-Man 3 was awesome. And it's just cool to have like a super smart dude like um, explaining to you why like some movies that might have been critically dogged are actually pretty chill. And... um he puts so much uh, work into it and it's so well edited. And I just think this guy deserves like so many views. So uh, like stories of old, you're my legend of the week. And thank you for teaching me a lot about the human condition through my favorite medium of film, dude. Fuck yeah. All right, dude, who's your beef of the week? My beef of the week is with Waze, the direction app. It's frustrating. What up, Waze? What the fuck is up? Get pwned, Waze. About to happen to you, dude. Ways prepare yourself. Start stretching, dude. I, you know they run on the guys that they give you the fastest way. You know, and I don't know if it's true, dude. Sometimes I don't. I, ways, ways, if you guys don't know, it's a direction. It's a navigation guide app, and they're like, like, choose us because we give you the fastest way. It's updated the most. Yeah, we give you the shortcut. You know, and then every time I take it, you know, I'm like, I'm like, why am I driving through like? private driveways and like through a field to get to mcdonald's which is like a mile away you know what i mean yeah it's like are you guys really giving me the shortest route are you just trying to make it look obscure so it's like oh damn this guy's taking me on a shortcut right so if the route has like a lot of like different turns and like service streets you're like oh this must be the fastest way it's like don't go on the freeway take that drawbridge over the moat go through a tunnel take a ferry and that's how you'll get to the destination that's two miles away when you're like uh, can i just take like the surface streets and they're like nah we're ways we know best we have satellites and you're like i'm not buying it dude so yeah when i saw you hang line into whole foods i was like dude is that really like yeah the most convenient way to travel yeah it's it's like a scavenger hunt each time they're like take the hang glider now paraglide into rite aid yeah now uh take this hoverboard and uh 
go through the, ask the hobo for the password. The password is dojo. Take the bus hostage. Take the bus hostage. It's like choose your own adventure stuff. Hop on the motorcycle. There's keys in it. Grab that boat. You don't see water. There's wheels on it. And you're like, this was a fun ride, but I'm pretty sure I could have just taken Sunset. It's really yeah. like it just butt fucks you with like left turns a lot. Yeah, way to way to bring back the realism. Badass red turn. You know, like they'll be like they'll be like, yeah, take a left turn here. I'm like, but there's no light. And, and, and traffic is like whizzing by the other way. Yeah. yeah. And you're like you're yeah. like, how is this is this is this more dangerous than safe? And they're like, Well, we have the hang glider available. I'm like, Well fuck, dudes. Like, who's behind ways? Uh, so yeah, it's a lot of unsafe left turns. And then a lot of like they're like they're like, Yeah, go this way. It's like you'll think it's like the main road and you're like, Oh, I got this but they're like they're like, no, you're supposed to take the side street right next to the main road. Now, now you're 20 minutes late. That's what happened on my way here. I was going to go on the 405. And so I, I see like the direction. I'm like, oh, saying to go on the 405. And they're like, no, take the side street crystal, you fucking knob. I'm like, what do you call me a knob for, ways? And they're like, because you don't know directions. I'm like, well, neither do you because you weren't clear. So you got to get mad at your apps. I'll go the direction I want to go because I have navigational skills at the ass, like Magellan. I just deleted Waze on my phone. I'm on Google Maps now. Later, dude. Later. Who's your beef? Who's your beef? My beef of the week is uh, with society from nice not letting people hook up with their cousins. I mean, I don't even want to do it, but I just feel for the other people who might be genuinely in love with their cousins. Like we shouldn't judge them. Just let them love one another. And I honestly think the genetic chances of some kind of um, mishap are pretty small, you know? So, you know, let people love who they love. And if that's your cousin, well, yeah, you guys probably have a lot in common and stuff. So what up? Dude, I think you just said what's on everyone's mind. Thank you, dude. Yeah. And I made fun of a guy a couple episodes ago who kissed his cousin. You know, it's still funny that he did that. But, um, you know, dude, I'm not, I'm not better than you. There is a part of me that does think I'm better than him. It's complicated. It's hard. But... But well, you got that. That dude must have stellar game. But as an idea, I just think it's we should engage with it more and, and decide what we really want to do. All right, dude. What's your quote of the week? Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> do you want me to go first? Yeah. All right. My quote of the week is from the movie Lock. Uh, some people call it Hamlet in a car. The entire movie takes place in a car. Tom Hardy's driving it, and it's just him making a series of phone calls and trying to keep his life together as a woman that he had sex with once has his baby. So he leaves behind his giant job and his family for the night to go be there while the child's born because he doesn't want the baby to feel like it doesn't have a dad, and he grew up under those circumstances, so it's important to him. And um, he's just in, like a really awesome dude who like made a mistake, but he's like taking responsibility for it. And he's, you know, juggling a lot because they're about to build this skyscraper that he's in charge of the next day. And he has to bail on that because of his uh, family obligation. And uh, while he's driving, he's talking to his like number two, Donald, who's had a few beers. And Tom Hardy calls him out. He's like, I can hear it when you're drunk. And he's like, all right, I had a couple beers, but you fucked up worse. And Tom Hardy's like, whatever, whatever. Like, uh, we're going to take care of this. And so he's trying to give him notes on how to make sure that the skyscraper gets built right. And he's like, Donald do you have a pen? And he goes, I got a pencil. And he goes, we'll get a pen. Dude, even in this moment where his whole life is coming down, his wife's pissed at him for having an affair. You know, his sons are going to be super disappointed. He lost his job that he was the best at in the world. And he's, you know, dealing with having now this, these extra people in his life that he needs to care of. He still has like the professionalism would be like, 
use a pen. And I just thought that was a really cool detail, and it was delivered well by Tom Hardy, and it's a very fire movie. And um, I've never read Hamlet or seen any of the movies, but obviously, you know, it looms large in the canon, so for it to have that comparison, it probably speaks well to the movie. So, um, what up, Locke? You're a great movie. I watch you all the time, and you inspire me. Hell yeah, dude. What's your quote of the week? So, this uh, my quote of the week is from Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Will Turner, a.k.a. Orlando Bloom, goes, this is either madness or brilliance. And Jack Sparrow, Johnny Depp, goes, it's remarkable how often those two traits coincide. And that just shows, dudes, don't be afraid to be weird. Elon Musk it, dude. Yeah, embrace your fucking craziness. And, yeah. There's loose and tight cultures, and I heard more innovation comes out of the loose ones. For real? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Get bronze like Johnny Depp in that movie. I, I always love that watching that movie, honestly, because of his tan. That just made me happy. I'm like, damn, he spent a lot of time in the Caribbean. I'm like, I want to do that. Oh, should I grab a, a review? Oh, yeah, dude, let's do it. Have we already done this one? The number one podcast. Okay, this is from um, FBC 2010 from July 19th, 2018. The number one podcast for shredding, bronzing, and kicking it with your bros. Beautiful. Thank you, dude. Thank you. What's up? Thank you. I just saw a review that my friend left. I didn't know he left this review, but I know the guy who left this review. And he like has a couple inside jokes about us. Oh, really? Yeah, it means the world to me that he left it. Thank you, dude. Chris Ibanez. I'm going to shout you out on the next one as a legend. All right, right, guys. That'll be it for episode uh, 39 of the Going Deep and Chat JT podcast. Thank you guys so much for calling in, for leaving questions. Guys, make sure the new number is... Hold on. New number is 213-259-3504. Uh, so make sure you call in, leave a voicemail, say what up, um, and uh, check out the Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash chat goes deep, and then the Patreon, patreon.com slash chat goes deep. I think so. Uh, and uh, all that stuff. All that good stuff. Thank you guys so much. JT, you want to say anything? Thank you, Stargers. Boom clap. Uh, let's see you later. Ah. <sighs>